morning and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. Corn, sugar and caffeine. On the show tonight we've got Mr. Paul Ford. Dave Hilda Pryor's here. Yovel and Bristol Rovers midfielder Tony Pounder. I got a feeling that I can't let go. I got a feeling that I can't let go. And back for our usual monthly get together is the Yovel Town owner Martin Hellier. So let's all settle down and have a bit of football banter. Sing a song about heartbreak. What do you know about the sweet taste of sadness? I got a And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of... Football? Bloody hell. Yeah, it's that time of the week again. Monday is upon us, and we've got another podcast to bring you right here on Three Valleys Radio, starting, of course... With Mr. Adrian Hopper, how are you doing this weekend, Aid? Uh, well, we beat Fulham, albeit in the 90th minute, but that'll do me at the moment. Things that you just you just take any win that you can get. So uh, oh. apart from that, yeah, I'm I'm okay. Excellent. We'll go on to that in more detail in a little bit later on. Paul Thorpe is with us this evening. How are you doing, Thorpey? Very very well, thank you, and uh, very pleased to see um, us keeping our dreams in the FA Cup up. Another guest that we haven't had on for a number of weeks now, but uh, apparently he has been on the golf course uh, quite a number of times between we last spoke. It's former Bristol Rovers and Yeovil Town. Of course, it's Tony Pounder. How are you doing, Tony? Good evening. I'm well, thank you. I uh, won't be on this golf course too much now with his brain, so got plenty of time to chat. Oh, does bless. that mean does that mean that we'll be getting more appearances from your good self right here on the podcast? I'm sure I can manage one a month. Well, don't overdo Excellent. it. <laughs> I'll see if I can well, that... squeeze you in a bit more. <laughs> well, that leads us on very nicely because talking of once a month, it's that point in the calendar where we have a regular update with current Yeovil Town chairman, Mr. Martin Hellier. Martin, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me. You're always welcome, You're very Martin. Very welcome. So, um, Martin, I think um, after this weekend's event, I think there's only really one place to start, and that's all things FA Cup. It was another rocking atmosphere at Hewish Park <coughs> on Saturday, and another scalp, if you will. It was um, another win against a team that are in and amongst the playoffs a division higher. Um, so, mood in camp must must be pretty good, and it was another positive display on Saturday afternoon. You must be delighted. It's really good. Fantastic. I mean, you know, we were hoping to have a put together a squad that's certainly worthy of taking on the National League anyway. So some of it is kind of like, well, we want to be at least that good if we, not if, when we get promoted next season. But that said, I mean, you know, I was looking back to when I was first bidding, when, when we went through all that terrible spell at the end of last season and the sort of jibes and abuse that Coops was getting from, from people who didn't quite know what was going on behind the scenes. And it was always my intention to give him a season to do his thing. And and I think really when you've now got your own kind of ABBA-based chant going on, it's, it, 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 it probably it probably sort of endorses that, that, that belief from the fans to Coops. Well done to him and his selection. And well done to every player on the pitch because they're gelling and clicking just fantastically and to have the ability when you get the 60 70 minutes to bring out some fresh legs who are equally as as good as the last is i think is is, is where we're getting there so yeah i mean the atmosphere is great i know i've seen coops at least in the last week smile twice so i know <laughs> i know we're flying so, uh, yeah it's brilliant well, I was just going to press you on that, Martin, actually, because I think from the fans' perspective, we know that um, Mr. Cooper is not one to kind of 
let his emotions get the better of him, shall we say. But just in the last couple of weeks or so, particularly starting at Worthing, I think, with that last-minute Williams goal, we just started to see a little bit in there, and he's just starting to give back a little bit, and we're here for it. I think I remember that exact moment where the where the hugely um, prof- consummate professional Reese Murphy was uh, 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 Reese Rosso, sorry, um, you know, uh, the, uh, one of the club directors and barrister. He also gets a little bit excited in those moments, and I think he was uh, helping that along. But from 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 Cooper's point of view, I mean, I got a little, I got a little sort of quote I think on the top of one of my pages somewhere that says progress depends on the unreasonable man, and it's a sense that it takes different characters to achieve different things, and um, some of them got that bit of fire. They've got that bit of, you know, when it, if you think about it's taken us a while to regain the trust of the fans, I think if you flip that round from Coop's point of view, it's taken him a while to, to you know, feel feel confident enough that those that he's proved himself enough for the, to appease those fans, and, 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 and he has, and then some. And so neither he nor me or certain other colleagues involved around me would ever apologise for the sort of personality they are because it all contributes to the results that we are achieving that that we somewhat promised and, and, and aimed for. And so would I want any of those people around me to change who they are in the danger of changing what we're achieving? No, I wouldn't. Everyone, everyone has their own personality. And um, I think it's right that you know, Coops is is very um, you know uses it sparingly, if you like, as far as as far as that emotion and stuff goes. Or he just plays it. Or he's just very good at playing it cool. Might be that. Who knows? But um, I like this, I like his fire. I like this bit of fire um, uh, on on Saturday, despite getting a yellow for it. I I, I you know so so yeah. He, he in a nutshell, what I'm saying is he's he's the right man doing the job that's that's led us where we are so um yeah you know personalities all suits me because they're getting the results and not only that martin as well we're we're talking 11 in a row at the moment and and one of the most informed teams um in the entire country so um you can't really say much <laughs> much better than that really when you've got that sort of form behind you at the moment and long oh, may that continue exactly let's let's imagine where we were and i and i know i keep saying that but let's you know we we're in it, it's almost weird to feel like we're in the same year as when i took over you know we're in what six months six months club relegated uh, team in complete completely demoralized a fan base completely demoralized a club three days away from bankruptcy um and here we are 11 wins in a row um you know uh, second round fa cup uh, highest attendance level um um we had, collectively across two games last week we had ten thousand people come 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 through the gates at Hewish park um you know top of the table um, it goes on and on and on. The list of accolades, if you like, that, that we could have only dreamed of in terms of, all right, yeah, painting it all up and making it look smart and that. But the difference, you, you only achieve these things. And I think I think the fans, I hope the fans realise that the level of support they've given has been absolute, absolutely instrumental in where we are. You've got staff that believe in that in that vision that, that we arrived with in May, players, the manager, the fans. And you only kind of get get to where we're going if everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet and and doing what we're doing. So it's fantastic. They're all vital components, cogs in a machine that that, you know, all working in in in, in, in unity like we are, is is just I mean, you've got to pinch yourself really, haven't you? And you know, if you could bottle that atmosphere at the Weymouth game and sell it, sell it as an aftershave or something, you'd be, you'd be millionaires. And um, so it's great. And how vocal and how talked about um, were the bad times. So yeah, let, let, let's lap up the good times and talk about them and enjoy them. And 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 quite rightly so. Why shouldn't we? So it, it's 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 a dream come true. And 
and not a selfish dream, but just you just stand there in that stadium and, and all around the back of the um, fan zone and so on. And you just, it's priceless. It, it would it would be, you know, to, to, it's the best, most rewarding spiritual kind of feeling in the world. Uh, nothing to do with, with, with pound notes, that's for sure. But yeah, it's brilliant. And every single person that has any association with Oval Town or, or, or pleasure in it, it's contributed to that. And yeah, let's lap it up and let's keep going. Success, a fragrance from Yeovil Town Football Club. Success. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I don't know what the logo would be for that one. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Tony, was I that your audition? That was my audition. That was yeah, all, yeah. I, I realised it's he an was audio smoldering. He was smoldering. <laughs> 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 yeah, I could do my blue steel uh, on demand if needed. I want to bring Tony Pounder in because, Tony, I, we haven't really had much of an opportunity um, yet to talk too much to you this season. Were you were you at the game on Saturday, mate? I won there Saturday, but the two games previously I've been there. And it's, I reiterate what uh, Martin said about Coops. As a manager, you're judged on your performances. Obviously, last year, performance uh, went against him and the crowd were on his back. And it takes a man to stand up there on the dugout, taking that sort of stick he had from the stands. Um, he could have walked away easily last year, you know, the stick he was getting, abuse and stuff. And um, it's great to see him this year. You know, he's had the backing of Martin, which I think has been fantastic, the club. And it just shows in time, you get your own players in. You get your team, you, you know, you've got that bit of money. And, you know, all praise to him. And the whole club, I, I think, like I say, we're, we're in an upbeat mode at the moment. Um, a great win in the FA Cup and, you know, the history, what it's like with the Oval Town in the FA Cup. And I just think, like you say, 11, 11 wins on the trot in the league just breeds such success. You go, league like, the FA Town, yeah. League and Cup, is it? Yeah. But, I mean, they can go, yeah. you go to Wrexham now, like, you're going to be the underdogs, but... The spirit's there. Everything's going for us. So it's a, I think it's a, a no, no lose situation. We go there on a high. They're there for the taking. They're under pressure to uh, to lose Wrexham. Yeah, hey, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the Martin Hellier section on the next year's edition of their <laughs> um, Welcome to Wrexham documentary because uh, that would be box office. <laughs> well, I think uh, hopefully by then we'll have our own one, our own box office. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see it now with the adverts of that aftershave as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think the whole, the feel-good factor, like I've been to the previous two games, and you can feel, last year when you go up in the bar, there was five or six people up in the bar having a drink. It was doom and gloom, and you go there now, people were still there at seven o'clock at night, which it's all about. Mm. You, you want to go and have a great day. You know, enjoy yourself, have a few drinks and. You know, meet your mates and have a laugh. And the winds, the winds are coming. Enjoy this riding. You know, let's let's keep on this wave and keep going. Brilliant. Yeah, after um, shaves just in time for Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Martin, whilst we do, we do have you. It was only um, was it last week, week before, where we, we had the um, paint the park pink campaign up at up at Hewish Park. We have seen that, um, well, for those that haven't heard, that the um, Yeovil Hospital Charity have met their target for the new breast unit, which is absolutely fantastic. There's nothing else you, you can really, really say about that. But just from your point of view, Martin, with all the planning and everything that went ahead leading up to the day, just how much of a success and sense of pride did you feel come the end of that Saturday? Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, with any with any event that you plan, you're always a little bit concerned about what can go wrong and and so on. And and you know, big big credit to uh, Mark Robinson, commercial director. He he conceived the event and sort of ran with it. And um, you know, I mean, you know, what other illness or disease can you talk about where where not you know one person anywhere has not been affected by it? in some way um i certainly have and so's so's a lot of people and so to play any part in 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 um 
helping that along. And the, and the main thing with this unit, you know, this thing they're doing is, is the sheer actual, you know, statistical facts of the difference that unit makes. I think I'm correct in saying that you know, 85% of early diagnosed breast cancers can be cured or certainly massively extend the life expectancy of that person. And so it, it, it was a constant reminder to me that, you know, it was not sort of lip service. It's not some faceless charity. You're not going to see the benefits of it. You're actually, you're actually contributing to something that, that leaves legacy for decades and decades and decades. It's incredible. And, um, you know, what, what, what better, you know, alliance between two sort of community giants, if you like, than, than you know, Yeovil Town Football Club and the hospital. And so, and to time it in a way that, you know, five minutes before kickoff, you're, you're announcing that you've crossed the 2.5 million target that they've been doing for four years. And our contribution, if you like, was, you know, it was newsworthy and it's public and so on. But don't forget those guys have been rattling collection tins and having cake sales and doing sponsored walks, I mean, for like four years. So it was nice that it all kind of came together at, at, at Hewish and we took it over the line as a one of the main one of the main sort of mantras of getting in and taking ownership of the club was completely restoring the community aspect of it. Now, if there's not a better example of that um, down on that sort of centre spot, at five to three on that match, crossing crossing the line and making it happening, I mean that's 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 the epitome of, of community spirit that day. So brilliant, everyone that came and everyone that did so much to to make it happen. Thorpe, you were there on that day doing um, ambassadorial duties um, for the club. You were in and amongst the boxes. You did a little bit and you spelt very, spoke very eloquently, easy for me to say, the irony, on Three Valleys about your uh, personal experiences with, with cancer. And like you say, yeah. every, everybody's had some involvement, some shape or form, whether they know someone or family member or, or, or so forth. And just to be a part for that day, was um, was very special for you. Absolutely, you know, my family unfortunately been ravaged by it. My brother's going through it at the moment. You know, to be part of that and see it such a success and how the uh, Yeovil Town fans embraced it. You know, with their pink shirts and you know the the way the ladies um, walked around and uh, everybody contributed by putting their hands in their pocket. Um, I just think it was a magnificent, um, as you know, as, as Martin has said, part of community spirit. And um, yeah, you know, my family have been affected by a lot, a lot, like a lot of families. Just um, you know, a little bit more <laughs> through through mine, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think it, it just shows what um, a community spirit football clubs have across the country, not just Yeovil. But um, I felt that Yeovil Town on that day really led from the front, and I can't compliment them. Uh, enough for making that such a success and also the rewards that, that uh, the town and people will have with that unit at the old town hospital hospital um, will be unprecedented yeah, Martin. Sorry, uh, oh go on sorry. go on go on That's I'll just fine. say go just, on, just reiterate what uh, Thorpe said about I don't think you realize how much that's the effect that the football club has had on the community by yeah. laying this thing uh, day on yeah, we 100%. just run a little example. A little example at Bristol Rovers. Every Christmas, we used to give half our wages, and we used to go up to the BRI, the children's ward. Um, we used to like taking presents, and you'd have people BRI. You'd have a five-year-old pushing a drip round who's on leukemia. You'd have cancer patients, and uh, the reward we got from that, and the people coming up afterwards, like the next three or four weeks, saying what a fantastic gesture. Is you've got that feeling now at Yeovil. People mm. coming up to us saying, what a great, fantastic gesture. And that will that speaks volumes. It's massive, like you say. I think the way you've got the community back on board with the club, and I think by doing such a great thing with the breast cancer, like, honestly, I applaud you all for that. It's superb. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, well said, Tone. I just wanted to ask Martin... Um how easy it was to get the the green light from the um the footballing authorities to say that you want to do this day and you want to change the kit etc etc we've seen down the years that that trying to get things like this over the line feels like you have to move 
heaven and earth. But am I right in saying it didn't actually materialise that way this time? And they were actually very, very accommodating to be able to get this day sorted out for the club. It took them seven minutes to agree. That's that's mm. that's the fact of it. You know, you have a great um, club secretary in, in Kirsty. And uh, obviously, that's a thing that has to be put to them, the notion of that. And I think she said, I think it was seven minutes or eight minutes later, they said, without a doubt, go for it, no problem, um, as far as I understand it. So, yeah, I mean, of course, there's, there's certain rules and regulations and reasons why kits have to be this and that. But, yeah, I mean, they, they, they you know, given, given the time it takes sometimes for them to come back on, 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 on far more smaller things, they were all over this and, and, and give us the green light. I think it was about seven minutes later. Yeah. Was that was that a national league or the FA league, Martin? The um, FA or the national league? Uh, I think it was national league. I'd have to national check. National league. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, wondering, like I say, it's obviously you're directed by them, but I wonder if the FA had to get involved on. I know yeah, they can have some sort of sticking point. Yeah. Without speaking to Kirsty, you know the powers that be, so to speak. But given, yeah, you know it's a um, uh, national league game and so on. I think it. Yeah. Was, I think they're all a little bit involved in some way or another, but I'm, I'm sure it's mostly the National League. And, and no. they, they received it and got on it straight away with the same energy and enthusiasm that we were we were planning the whole event with. So hats off to them on that. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. That is perfect. Yeah, yeah, obviously, mate, you know, it's a quite a pivotal part of it to, to, to do that. So, so yeah, yeah. and, 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 and um, those kits were beaming. They looked really, really good. Yeah. And um, as well, Martin, that the the shirts are still available um, for auction at the website at the moment. Is that correct? Yeah, that's still ongoing. I can say I'm that fast with a kind of it's a bit of a prehistoric method of how they're auctioning them and that. I'd say that, but um, yeah, they're they're you know being being bid up. I'm not I'm not so many things going on day to day. I'm not, I'm not quite on the pulse of when the auction ends, uh, if it whatever. But yeah, they're they're actively receiving bids, and um, that's something that's in 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 process. And um, I'll um, I'll look that one up tomorrow. See where we are on that. But there's certainly a um, a number of people bidding on 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 various ones. But I'm sure they'd be like to know when that when that when that. Auction there you go, Martin. Goes. I'll finish that one for you. It's Saturday the 11th of November at oh, midday. That auction there we finishes. Are. So so, <laughs> so next Saturday. So so yeah. So and and there's a lot of active bids going on. Um, for that, and again, you know, huge appreciation for those that are, that are you know, spending their hard-earned money bidding on those tops. And um, yeah, it's a real, a real piece of really special history that they're going to hold on to as a result as well. So brilliant for them, and and uh, brilliant for everyone involved, definitely. Just bringing it back to the football, um, AD, I'll throw it to you, because obviously next up for Yeovil Town is um, a trip to Plainmore and Torquay United, um, and a game which sees Yeovil come up against their old boss, of course, uh, Gary Johnson. And uh, you've spoken to Gary not that long ago, and it's certainly a game that he's certainly going to be up for, and a game he probably identified when the fixtures were announced at the start of the season. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He, you know, anything Yeovil, Gary will be uh, be on it straight away, and uh, he certainly is on this one. But um, you know, I've worked with Gary for 15 years now, got to know him quite well, and I could sense when I was speaking to Gary that uh, he's not over impressed with the way that his Torquay side are playing at the moment. I don't think so. Obviously, uh, to lose to in inverted commas the old enemy, I'm sure he would be a little bit upset. So I think we're going to have a bit of a game on our hands. That's for certain. Yeah, it looks like, Martin, that it's going to be quite big numbers, good numbers again, a good following uh, for a Tuesday night as well up at Torquay. Yep. And um, just from atmosphere, more than anything, anything to go by, it's going to be a fantastic prospect um, tomorrow. Well, I mean, just just look at the sheer numbers we take with us to games. I mean, you know, what was Western, 850, something like that. And, you know, again, it's it's sure... It's our club, it's our town, so we're going to say good things. But what other clubs take these numbers, just do this. And, and you know, again, weeknight, work, uh, more money, more cost, more everything. It's just this euphoric kind of 
infectious kind of thing for the club at the moment and they they just travel in their hundreds and and uh, i don't see a huge amount of other clubs in our sort of level and a lot of them above doing the same thing and it's it, it's absolutely fantastic it's real it's a real testament and a and, and 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 such a compliment to us that they that they do that in those numbers and yeah of course that's a big one isn't it and you know, um, we sort of start the season and there's a lot of bravado and laugh and that between both club supporters and things. And I think we've just got on and done it. And, and yeah, that's one, of course, I want us to win every game, but there's some you want to win more than others. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you only really need to sort of see where we are at the moment. I say 11... Um, on the spin at the moment, undefeated uh, eleven wins rather. And of course, if you were to make that twelve, if we were to make that that magic twelve, then suddenly you start to think that you've made a big scalp there as well. And then a little gap starts to appear at the top of the table. And I say That's it through gritted teeth because you want to try and keep everything balanced and on the ground. But another question, Martin, is that I think we we had Mark on the call um, on the pod. I think about six weeks or so ago. And he said that what we'd expect him to say is that they don't look at the table until a certain point. And, but now we're 14 games played. Do you know if now the, the players and management staff are starting to look at that table? Well, if he is... With not, one eye, maybe? If he is, he's not going to tell us because <laughs> I think there's always a danger of um, trying to, you know, have premonitions or forecasts on all these things. By by sheer definition, if he's focusing on each game to win, then by sheer definition, we'll start to increase that lead and start to gain some distance as we get towards Christmas and all that sort of thing. So I, I kind of subscribe to what Mark's saying in the sense that just focus on each game. And as I said, by definition, if you keep winning them, you're going you're gonna to create that lead. But it's always, as he will say too, it's always a very, very dangerous thing to forecast things and football is a very fickle mistress isn't it in a sense so so um whatever he considers is the right formula you know works for me because i'm looking at all the results we're achieving and um i'm actually getting sick of abba to be honest but <laughs> but um he's, he's uh i'm sure he's i'm sure he's loving it um and it's brilliant at the fans and Mark and I have reiterated every week since the start of the season, and it, it almost sounds like a bit boring, but the support is what makes it. And it's 100% the support, and it, well, not 100%, you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, the no negativity, keep going. We all believed in ourselves, and the fans believed in us, and we believed in them. And, and the results are what you see you know, week in, week out, and on the on on, on the tables and the, the attendances and everything else. So, yeah, just love it and just keep, just let's get through the next game, through the next game. And, you know, must, 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 big, big shout out to the groundsmen at the, uh, at the club. Uh, very often, you know, in the shadows, if you like, or, um, you know, not getting the sort of credit they deserve, but the unprecedented run of home games, the... The work they did from last weekend to this weekend, you know, you five or six tons of sand on the pitch and aerating it and covering it and uncovering it. And, and thank you also for the volunteers that came along Saturday morning to help uncover it. But, you know, the groundsmen have had a monumental job there. Um, just think what that what those floods were like, uh, what, Thursday morning or whenever it was. And you've got a pitch you're playing on Saturday Saturday afternoon. So... Yeah, always, always, um, you know, full of admiration for those lads, and they and they they they've worked, you know, tirelessly. So it's great. Everything, all the little boxes are being ticked. Um, it's okay to feel really happy and 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 good about it all. So, but one game at a time. As soon as we make predictions, you know, you're in danger of uh, getting getting caught out a bit. So if we keep winning, we don't need to make predictions. We're gonna we're gonna go up and FA Cup. Fantastic thing, can be a good money spinner, um, can get a lot of attention to us and be on the TV. But I think everyone would agree that we've got to get out of this league um, from where we were put last season. And um, and yeah, 
you know, not to be greedy and say we want it all, but we just want to we just want to keep winning. You know, the prospect of drawing is almost horrific now, and last season that might be the best thing you'd see. So um, we've won uh, plenty more games than we won in the entire last season. Scored far more goals than we did the whole of last season. So the form the formula seemed to be right, and and yeah, let's just turn up and try and win each game. Martin, is it more than you could have dreamt of? Yeah, entirely. Yeah, entirely. And um, you know, the 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 last thing that features on that dream is is any sort of commercial reward or financial thing. Trust me. Um, you know, that's not even on the radar. And, and I'm sure there'd be a few people that listen and they've been involved in club ownership that would that would know exactly what I'm saying. But in terms of in terms of righting a wrong, in terms of trying to correct what what seemed like an abhorrent um injustice that was going on to the club, um, that alone um uh, would be more than you could hope for. But the run of wins, the the, the return of so many fans and, the, and the, the number of people that just shake your hand and, and just say, they just say thank you. They don't even say anything else because, you know, and, and that's so humbling. And, and you've only got to stand there, say, on that Weymouth game and, and soak it up. And you think, well, you know, when's the last time we felt like this? Or So if, if, if there was any, if there was any, you know, lasting legacy or thing that would stick with me is is we just had to turn around that that injustice that was going on and if i walked off tomorrow which i've no intention but if i walked off tomorrow i'd be i'd be pretty satisfied and 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 i'd be as grateful to everyone around me as as anything i might have done so yeah you've got to keep pinching yourself sometime and we deserve it and and we're achieving it because everyone's putting their all into following that dream and and that's why it's working and you know it's sort of uh it's great I think it's it's great to be uh enjoying the positives of it definitely any chance of um the uh way uh, wrexham game being on uh, tv do you think i think we might know by about thursday this week right. my feeling is i think it will be but I guess the powers that be have a commercial views as to will we, won't we, should we, whatever. Um, but it's it's one of those characteristic games that you would hope would be televised because there's a lot of backstory to both clubs. Um, you know, if you look at the circumstances in which we last met them and the circumstances in which we're meeting them next time. I mean, if you just look at those two polar opposites in the circumstances, it's it's an incredible journey. Um, you you couldn't have um, you know you couldn't have made it up. So, I think I certainly certainly think it's one um, that, that that should be televised, and um, it would be great. It would be great to see that. You know, seeing Yeovil televised and probably pro- properly in a game where they've been you know, thought of with some credibility and, and respect and so on, and, and, and they certainly deserve to be on the TV, yeah. We'll keep was it a bit of a, was it a bit of a mixed Was it a bit of a mixed reaction, Martin, in truth? Because when you get to round two, you obviously want to try and get to the Holy Grail being round three, and then you get your Premier League big boys in there. Uh-huh. But by the same token, it is also probably one of the more glamour away ties that yeah. we could have got at this round so it's probably kind of a little bit in both camps maybe yeah sort of all depends what angle you're coming from from it and you know imagine for example you get through on a bye if 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 you know god forbid it didn't happen south end had sort of you know gone down or something and we you get through on a bye because of that you could say well that's great or you could say let's hope we draw a really kind of low level team at hewish and then Get a massive away one at Man United and the ticket revenue and the and the television and the sponsorship, all of that stuff. But I would hope that the the journey is the same. You're turning up. There's eleven other guys open to beat you, and we'll do our best at it. And I, I, I initially when the Rex and one come out, I think I might have felt slightly more negative and positive. But then I was sort of listening to other people around me, and and they were you know drawing a lot of positives out of it it's a it's a kind of a 
is a kind of a really interesting pairing in terms of their backstory and our recent backstory. And and to be honest with you, I can't say Wrexham will think this is going to be a pushover. I mean, they've only got to look at our statistics this season. And I can't imagine any club thinking that's going to be a pushover. Um, we're, we've already knocked out a couple of National League teams who, who you know, Gates said were flying last season and so on. And there's no way if you're all, you know, they're, they're sort of up there a little bit more now and they've gone up one, but it's only recently they were in that league. And so I can't imagine they'd be thinking we'd be a pushover. Just looking at the stats, so whatever team you are, if you've got those stats this season, I, w- I wouldn't be assuming anything. But it'll be a it'll be a fantastic. The day. big question is, Martin, if the, if the, um, Ryan and Rob are there at that game, will you be sharing a glass of red or two with them uh, after the game? That's the well, big you question. You never know, do you? You never know. They might, you know, they might be sort of. Uh, they might be doing their homework on my relationship with previous club owners and stuff, and they might, they might be thinking, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, they're great characters. It'd be good to, you know, see a bit of that sort of, you know, perhaps they're excited about seeing me rather than me seeing them. I don't know. But, yeah, they, they, they've created a, you know, a whole a whole kind of story there very cleverly. Um, and, yeah, the whole town of Wrexham, it's it's almost I don't even like to say Yeovil's a mini version because they've they've restored a great big kind of community belief in the club and the town's buzzing. Well, it ain't really any different for us. And um, you know, big deal when on Netflix. But um, I had heard, heard Martin that uh, Ryan Reynolds wears a Martin Hellier wristwatch. I don't know if that's true probably, or not. Probably, probably. And we've got mm. Spider Man now, so he might be. He might, we be do, feeling, yeah. he might be feeling a bit funny about that. But yeah, they're great characters. They've had a vision. They've come in. They've, they've really, they've really turned a, you know, a community round. And, and I think, you know, their ethos, their sort of the way it's all happened is, 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 is very akin to what we've been trying to achieve. And um, yeah, I, everyone's loving Wrexham. Everyone's loving Yeovil. And so great marriage made in heaven, I think, to be honest, the match. So, yeah. I don't know Jamie if you from... asked me for my autograph or not. <laughs> you have to come back and let us know how that goes. But I'm sure it will get captured on the documentary anyway, Martin. So I'm sure we'll see it. I'll, I'll be on my best behaviour. At some point. Um, I feel a BAFTA coming on. A what? A BAFTA. A BAFTA? Yeah. Oh, or we'll an see. Oscar. One or the other. Oh, maybe, I mean, probably be more like an Oscar because they're American, aren't they? So, Might be that. We'll yeah. just be glad for a for a club trophy of some sort, I think. And um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a be a good laugh and um, yeah, a good day out really in all, in all aspects. So let's just let's just go for it. We know who we're drawn against. That's it. That's the draw. Um, Coops will prepare for that. Study them. Every player comes out on that pitch now, absolutely determined, fighting over fighting over each other who's going to score the next goal. So that's what it is. It's a game of football. And um, that's, I know he'll, he'll be putting everything, so will the team, put everything into that game. Brilliant stuff. Um, Tony, Thorpe, any more Yeovil-related questions before we move on to um, other stories on from the weekend? Well, I, was just, I was just looking at the draw, and actually, like, there's not many like games that really stand out. So I think it is it's quite a glamorous tie, really, Wrexham uh, Yeovil. So there's... Every chance that that could possibly be, you know, Ram, Ramsgate. I think that you know they away to Wimbledon, and the fact that they they've had a little bit of joint killing. But we've also had that. But it's like the glamorous, and also with, with like Martin said earlier, is the fact that we went down to you know Wrexham and have beaten us. So it's that uh, little bit of history there as well that we could possibly um, get back at them and, and get through to the next round. The old town like being the underdog, so I actually like quite excites me that does. Do you have the same view, Tone? Exactly. I think um, uh, Wrexham are scoring goals for fun and Yoga scoring goals for fun. So I think it's like I say, it's a match made in heaven. This game. Um, it's certainly you look like Thorpe said. You look at a draw. There's nothing there that sort of excites me apart from this one. And I'm. I'm pretty confident that TV is going to pick that up. 
with Wrexham's history and Yeovil's history. Both teams in cracking form. So I think it's, uh, it's fired up for a great game, I think. Yeah. Have Wrexham still got their, um, what's his name, Paul Mellon, is it? Paul Mullen, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, but is he back fit? Because he was cropped, wasn't he? Yeah, he's back playing. Uh, he is, is he? He's back yes, playing. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but we've but got Reece Mercy. You've got to remember when you play against better players or supposedly better players, that also inspires you to, to uh, you know, to, to put them under the cosh and try and stop them from scoring. So that that will be a challenge for the, uh, the, the our defensive relish. And, um, We've got some pace there as well at the back there, and uh, you know, with with an aggression that um, we didn't have, um, you know, we, we sort of lacked last year. So that 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 will be in our favour, and um, make no bones about it, they'll be up for it. And um, you know, that that excites me. You know, so uh, when 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 we got through to QPR, we had went away to Cambridge. Nobody gave us a hope and health chance, but we relished that, and we scored with five minutes ago, and we held on. You know, and then you got the glamour tie against, you know, we had QPR and, um, you know, although it was a bit of a sad game, the actual game eventually, like, but we got there, we got the opportunity to play against them and, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I say, it really does excite me, that game. So, um, you know, we're not out there, they're, 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 I hope they do think it's going to be an easy game. I hope they do. I hope they do come one morning and say, that Saturday morning and think, ah, we've got a push over the day. Hopefully they do think that, and then we might be able to surprise them. Agreed. Yeah. So let's turn our attentions then to other stories that happened over the weekend. We might not get a chance to cover everything, but we'll certainly take in the main events um, of the weekend. And, Aid, I'm going to have to start with you. One, because obviously it involves your team, and two, because they were the early kickoff that... Um, United coming out with a very, very late win in the end um, at Fulham. Was it just a case of get in, get out, last-minute winner, job done and move on? Yeah, I think so. There wasn't much else to say. Get excited about the game. It was it was very poor, to be fair, but uh, we got the result, and that was the thing. We, we got the result, and, uh, you know, it'll be Wednesday's the next one now. We've got to get, get over to Copenhagen and beat them as well, and then maybe things will start to stabilise just a little bit. Tone, did you see it the same way? Is it just a case of just get, just grind one out and um, get the clean sheet and get out of there? No, I don't think so. I think we're papering over the cracks here. I think we've got a lot of problems going on at United, on and off the field. Um, I think Gary Neville said it the other day about Man City off the field. We're leap, uh, light years behind them. On the field, we're light years behind them. I think we've got major problems there at the moment. And I just think that it was a poor game, wasn't it? And mm. it used to like go home and rush and watch United. I used to love watching them, but at the moment, it's just there's nothing there that ignites me at all. And I just think with that late, late goal, it's just like I said earlier, it's papering over the cracks. There's some serious problems there. Um, I think it needs to be addressed sooner or later with this takeover. And obviously, Martin can relate to that. Like um, it drags it on just, and on. Yeah, it just seems to be the absolute kind of. Um, you know, sort of poison that that just seeps through. You know, sort of on a, obviously on a much smaller regional scale with Oval, but it just seeps through from the top to the bottom and outwards. The manager into the players, into the fans, into the you know you 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 you're all going out there on the pitch and the manager and the fans pretending to try and smile and <laughs> pretending to be something that's not naturally making you feel okay and 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 you know if there's any comparison to be made i think you can only remove that thing that's causing the most toxicity in amongst it or try to and obviously in this case man united very little you know there's very few people that can come along and fix that one um and yeah it it's it's entirely unacceptable how that how that soap opera has been being dragged out for so long because you're doing it at the at the at the cost of every every fan and every every sort of supporter and staff and everything else there. So, but there's there's you know perfectly much larger illustration of what happens when you've got that animosity and that uncertainty 
existing in the ownership of a club. I'm sure it's the same in any club. Yeah. Do you think yeah, this? I'll be like, say, go on. I could say, do you think this this uh, this latest arrangement that appears to be going through with Radcliffe is going to work? I mean, the the problem is, as you know full well, you know, going back to Yeovil again, when it's an apparent solution, when it's going to be happening, I mean, undoubtedly, you're setting yourself up for that fall when it doesn't. And um, there's a lot of, they do make it very public these days about who might be and who's going for it. And if you just strip it back to business, they're much the same as when we did it. We're doing it. We're getting on with it. And, 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 we announced when we've done it. And I think, again, it took, took fans, I think, Yeovil quite a long time to accept that everything was going to be all right. But there's too much. The, the weight is so much on who might be bidding, who's going to bid, who's trying to bid and all that. Mm. And it's, there's a lot of noise about that. And but, but, you know, ultimately, how many years has this been going on? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a year this November. <laughs> Since since he came out and said that they would be looking at strategic ways of going but, but forward, with, with him particularly, but you know with the Glazers and all this, all this sort of, you know, it's been going on for yonks, hasn't it? And mm. you know, he would get on with it or stay quiet. And, and how and, does it feel, Martin, to 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 have a more stable operation than Manchester United Football Club? That's quite a good, that's quite a good one, isn't it? If I ever have a media page, we'll have to. There's your headline. We'll have to do, do something like that. I mean. Yeah, it's it's regardless of the size of the company, if you've got, you know, what you say, trouble at mill or, you know, problems at the top, the, the rest of the company can't escape that. You can't hide it, can you? And um, it's just on a far, far larger scale. And again, a lot of patient fans as well as, as, as per Yeovil, but you've got to resolve it ultimately. And, um, and, you know, if you don't, it just continues to cause that animosity everywhere so who knows you know if all the billions and the commercial stuff i don't know i think you can you can sit there hoping to get too much for something which undoubtedly they've had quite a return on that over the years glazers and um um i should say so you know and so it's it it's knowing it's knowing when to walk away in it and i think i think you know as per you know south end or whatever it's kind of having having the pride to walk away as well. And I think pride plays a disproportionate amount in these things. But know when to walk away. And you'd have far more respect ultimately in the future from those people you're currently upsetting if, if you if you did that. So we'll see. Who knows? <clears throat> in terms of in terms of the um the game itself, Man United Fulham on Saturday Thorpey. Um, just the last couple of points um, for that one, that there was a subjective offside call, which seemed really bizarre if you saw it with the Maguire incident, judged to have gone for the ball in an offside position, according to the yeah. to the VAR officials. And there was also the situation around concussion, where it seemed all to everybody that Maguire had a concussion, but there was confusion about whether it was a head injury, a hand injury, um, and in the end, they decided to to keep him playing, and it just all looked a little bit strange from the outside looking in. Yeah, I think there needs to be some more strength for that to to, to look after the players. And uh, I know, that, listen, when your adrenaline's running, you want to carry on playing. And um, you know, in our day, they just patched us up and threw us back on the pitch. But now, you know, when you see the amount of players going down with without Simon's, it's really important that we look after these players. And um, I'd like to see a slightly stronger um assessment you know off the pitch very quickly and you know you can have concussion substitutions which i think are available at the moment so um i'd like to see that pulled into play a little bit more um from you know from a a player perspective uh, to look after the players but um yeah the the game was you know like, like not the greatest game but um there was a little bit of a classy finish at the end which uh, got them the points which they they needed but and the yeah, and the offside go- call in the first half mate well yeah i'm still a bit confused <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they make it more and more confusing as they go on so i don't know i don't really know to be honest with you i mean was it wasn't it i don't you know it, it, it used to be quite simple but uh, they make it really really difficult nowadays don't they 
just going on to the Copenhagen very game, I think that's a massive game. I think that actually it's a real. I think Copenhagen will be favourites for that one. You know, I think that um, they've got a massive job. It's a really hard game going over there. You know, if they want, if they want to really, that's if they get a win there, that's a massive win for them for confidence wise as well. Because I think that's a really, real tricky game. Well, just uh, a people... quick one. Oh, Sorry, go on, go on, Payne. Just that's touching right. on uh, what Thorby said about the concussions. I'd like to have a bit of clarity from the FA over this. Um, in rugby league, the uh, I believe it's the club doctor that says the final say. <coughs> he, he can take them off. He says you're not fair. Now, Thorby, now is every player who want to stay on the pitch? Now, I think that they need to take this away from the players and the people who really know, like you say, the club doctors. I think Yeovil might have, I know they have a club doctor at the side of the pitch. Yeah, definitely. Um, there. And I think they're the medic experts. Like you say, what's happening in nowadays with the dementia, Alzheimer's going on and on, stuff like that. And I understand, you know, we, we've got to still stick to the football terms hard and get in there. But I think you could see Maguire wasn't good at the time. And you know, he's getting into position saying, I'm all right, I'm all right. So just like the doctor to say yes or no, by rugby league, they go straight over, uh, rugby union, sorry. They go straight over to the doctor, he assesses him. They said no or a yes. Um, I don't know what the powers are of the FA. What's the rule in now? Uh, we got clarity. Is it up to the doctors to say anything? I'm not. I'm not sure. Not sure what the ruling is now. I think, but the, I think they. I mean, listen, listen. If you if you look at a player, you, you can tell. You can tell straight away if he's struggling just by the way his eyes are. You know, you well, he didn't look person, good, did he, Maguire? No, he didn't look good. You know, they should have taken him off for an assessment, like, you know, for taking him off for like five, ten minutes, just let him assess it. And if they think that he's okay to come back on, absolutely let him come on. If you're talking to a person who's actually got a brain injury, my part of my brain is bruised, and I got I got diagnosed with that head in, um disease like about 10, 12 years ago, you know. So and they, they told me I am a clear case for Alzheimer's. You know, it's not the best thing. You know, when, when French, you sat up in French hospital, like, and then you're getting told for three days and they do loads of tests on you and then eventually say, look, there's, there's the brain scan. Look at that one. Look at this box as one and then look at one that's absolutely clear. And this little area here, you know, is, is affected and it's and it's damaged and it's irreparable. Like, So, you know, use it or lose it. So, you, you know, I do lots and lots of little quizzes type things, do codes to try and keep my brain as active as I can because I know if I let it go, what the, the consequences might be, and it is through, it is through head in the football. You know, it's um, so so. I think that nowadays they have to be really, really careful. I think the league, and I've been vocal about this before. I think the football associations sweep it under the carpet so many times; it's embarrassing, mm. and they should do more about it. You know, you know what you should have done. You should have been a winger. I should have been a winger that doesn't tackle. Has only made one header in his lifetime, and I was there. <laughs> well, look, but look, boys, I want to. I do want to move it along because I want to touch on the um, the Newcastle Arsenal match because um, it it was a take your pick moment for the goal as to whether you thought the ball went <laughs> over the line, whether you thought there was a foul, and whether you thought there was um, there was an offside in there as well. Um, Martin, I'll come to you first because it's decisions like that and you see things that happen on match of the day and in top flight football that must make you think that's quite nice being in the National League South and not having to worry about VAR and such like. Does it give you a little bit of comfort? I thought you were about to say it's nice being in the National League South and not having to worry about bad decisions. (laughs) We have, uh, you know, yeah, I... There's, there's so many different versions of it, isn't there? You know, it, it, it's because of the money involved and the lucrative, uh, you know, uh, commercial aspects to it and revenue and merchandise and all that. Those decisions are so absolutely paramountly kind of um, affects a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes too much technology, not enough kind of common sense and all that kind of thing. <coughs> I mean, the, 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 the decisions can affect them as much up there as they might affect us down here, albeit the numbers are smaller. And, you know, I always say it, I've said it before on here, do we complain if a bad decision goes in our favour as much as we complain when it when it goes against us? Um, 
yeah, it's how technical. But we 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 can complain the old-fashioned way, though, Martin, can't we? Rather than blame the angles and the various different other opinions and yeah. and different things that oh, they're looking know, at, whereas you, we can yeah. just be that was rubbish and just yeah. keep on that same train you of thought. You bring VAR in to fix one problem, and then all of a sudden now it's that we need something to analyse the VAR thing and what is that thing and is that correct? You know, it's it's a very kind of you know a sort of mechanical business, isn't it? And, and you know, there's always going to be something that very now and then, on rare occasions, no matter what angle you're looking at it from, you can't quite clearly see the outcome. If the ref then decides something, he decides it. It's what he's employed, employed for. It's what he does. And, um, and um, yeah, it's, look, when you've, got, when you've got a game of two halves, there's going to be one half that doesn't agree with a decision, isn't there? So... On balance, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's 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 a hugely lucrative thing at that end of it, and so bad decisions have a have a hugely commercial knock on, so on and so on. But it's still, you know, one side of a of a two sided football match complaining about a decision. That's, that's going to be in any game on any Saturday or Tuesday night anywhere in the country. So it is. That's that's football. That's football, isn't it? We haven't got much longer left to talk about everything, so we'll just do a couple of other bits and pieces and then talk about it on our um, Wednesday pod here on Free Valleys Radio. Um, Aid, I'm sure you want to touch on the fact that you felt that Liverpool were jammy, in your words, to get out of Kenilworth Road and get out of Luton with a draw right at the end. Yeah, I was. I was looking forward to seeing you two suffer the pain that we've been <laughs> going through for the last... I don't know how long. And then that was robbed. I was robbed of it by that, that last-minute goal. You jammy lot. <laughs> <laughs> the only good, the only good thing that came out of that was that bloke Diaz actually scoring it. So I felt for him with his father you know, being held by terrorists or whatever. So from that aspect, that was good. But everything else about it was... I expect there was a proper big bloody hell. Yeah, there was a bloody hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should right. have clipped that um, up. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. You've got to see, see the, this uh, out, out with that, definitely. Yeah, well, there you I was going to say, we're going to have to clip that up and use it for the start and end of yeah, this podcast definitely. moving forward. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm rehearsing it, trying to get it right. <laughs> It is. It is it's, not, it's not a bad version, Martin. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, credit it's due. AD's right, though, isn't he, Thorpe? That it, Liverpool did get themselves out out of the hole, and it looked for all the world that Luton were going to go and pick up their their first win. But if anyone was going to score it on the day, with everything that's going on at the moment, then um, it had to be Diaz. Oh, absolutely. I mean, football's got his habit of making stories and fantastic stories as well. You know, fair play, he wanted to be around the football club. Um, he wanted to be around for that game. He's, he's come on and he's just done the business and um, got uh, Liverpool out of a hole. You know, it, it just goes to show football can be uh, amazing. Look like Luton were going to go and win it. So that's the type of mentality. You know, they've been playing really well, to be fair, Luton, haven't they? You know, they've not been getting results. And, um, you know, and the, of course, the one game you think is going to be an absolute stonewall away win there has, and has come out now as a one-all draw. And we're lucky to get a one-all draw, to be fair. I thought the, they played really, really well. Uh, the keeper had a really fantastic day, which he, he needed to. And um, Liverpool were very uh, average uh, for their, you know, below below par on their performance. And, um, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, going back to Yeovil, Wet and what can happen. So we can definitely win that game. For sure, but uh, yeah, Liverpool got out of a hole. I suppose if we beat them then next week, because we're playing them next week, uh, that makes us a better team than you. Then I'll I'll, I'll settle <laughs> for that until next week. I just thought it was very funny that in our Three Valleys group chat, AD called out uh, Tom Bailey, a Liverpool fan, for j being jammy when Manchester United won it right at the end with a very similar last-minute goal. I no, that was, that was, that was no, no out of irony whatsoever. That was all, all in the plan, that was, to make sure they couldn't come back and equalise, you see. Well, they say it's more jam than Hartley's going on there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't really got that much, that much longer left, but Tone, I'll come to you next because one of the other key results, I guess, from the weekend was um, Sheffield United beating Wolves. I know that Gary O'Neill was 
furious with the decision at the end and he's and he's somebody that feels decisions have gone against his team and i think you can definitely see that that side of the argument to be fair when you look at the decisions that have gone against wolves but for sheffield that could potentially be a springboard or do you think it's just gonna be a case of it it's a good win but it won't actually equate to what they need come the end of the season to be honest i've seen Sheffield United a couple of times now and they haven't played that bad i don't think you know um they're certainly fighters, isn't they? And I, I did fancy them. Newcastle, sadly, Newcastle game aside. Well, yeah, we take that one aside. But they, like I said, a couple of the games, they've looked half decent. And I think you're going to get, they're going to like have at least three or four on a trot. And they're going, they're going to win at Liverpool, Man United. They're going to get results like that. And they know they're in a fight all year. They're always going to be, um, you know, like basically it's going to be the bottom three or four. Um, but I'd love to see them, you know, uh, get a few results under their belt now. Hopefully that can stick them on a little bit and bring some other clubs back into the uh, relegation zone with them. Martin, can I ask you a question as the chairman of the club? If oh. your manager was Martin, uh, what's his name, Michaeli, um what's his name? I've got lost it. Arsenal manager. I can't. Who? Brain... Uh, Mikel Arteta. Arteta. Arteta, that's it, yeah. Brain failure there. It's a... Outside this is sounding very expensive already, eh? Hey? So careful. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's an Alzheimer's moment, don't worry. But um, now, what I was going to say was, if your manager was adopting the, the attitude he seems to on the on the uh, touchline, would you be having a word with him and say, look, you know, calm it down a bit, you're getting an awfully bad reputation? Well, I guess it all depends on results and what he's achieving and, and how much jeopardy you might be putting the, the team in or the club reputation and all, all those things combined. Mm. Um, again, I touched on it. I like the fact that Coop's got a bit of fire and all of that. I think both of them got dished a, a yellow card Saturday, um, both managers. But there's 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 a fine line with everything, isn't it? And if, if you start bringing a, a big club into any sort of disrepute, it's going to have some sort of knock-on somewhere, somewhere in it. Um you know, they're employed to win games. They're employed to at least keep you up in the same league, if not do better. And, you know, that's what you measure people by. And, um, you know, there's no hiding place um, um, as far as I'm concerned on any of that. So, yeah, we're all different. We've got different personalities. And, um, you know, thank God for that. But, yeah, there's, you're also an employee of a company, ultimately. And so, you know, you have a you're sort of duty to duty bound to be little bit behaved in that respect but it's all about performance and results isn't it that's, that's what football is thank you sir well gentlemen i think i'm right in saying that's all we've got time for so um mr chairman thank you very much for your uh, monthly update here on football bloody hell and hope to uh, speak to you again soon and keep those w's are coming yeah thank you love it always love doing this and uh I think you've probably got quite a growing listenership at the moment, so uh, I have more people subscribe to that. And yeah, always. always well, we had um, we had record figures on uh, Saturday. Aid was it? Not quite record because Weymouth Weymouth and the FA Cup was I think was the biggest we've ever had, but it was very close. One 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 five three on. Uh, well, well, I think I, I think where you were joining comparisons between you know us and Man United, I think you had um, you had a, a better broadcasting ability than the BBC, wasn't it? So, mm. so I think you've done quite well. We really. do our best. We do our best. I think it went down by all accounts. So, so yeah, well, yeah, fun. jolly good. Great, Tony Pounder. Nice to speak to you again, and hope to see, speak to you again soon, sir. I appreciate that. Um, I was just having a little chuckle to myself. A little finish for this. I was thinking of um, the green and white spice aftershave with uh, Fat Harry slopping it on his cheeks and saying, Bloody hell. I could see a bit of a business here. <laughs> I was just I am, miles away there. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to spend the next few hours trying to get that picture out of my head. <laughs> oh, I tell you. You, were, you, were, you were all talking football, and I, when you said bloody hell, I was just having a little moment there thinking I could just see him on the pitch slapping it on. Bloody hell. Just like, <laughs> I think it's better than way, Henry Keeper. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's what came into my brain, like you say. I think, Rub it on all over. Barry, don't worry. Totally, oh, that's, that's, totally, that's worrying. I think I'm, the I next think thing now, you're going to tell him and you're going to be having dreams of me soon now, Tone. That's, that's, a, that's a worrying thought. Uh, no, I don't think that'll ever happen. 
that's all right. Uh, maybe we, maybe we could. Maybe we could call it old, old spice, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old, old, old spice. <laughs> old dog. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy a bottle. I'll yeah. buy a bottle, eh? Don't worry. All right, lovely job. There you go. So you might see that on your shelves um, this Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, Paul Thorpe. Paul Thorpe, thank you very much for joining us as always. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Aid, I'm not going to ask you to sign us off tonight. I'm going to say, give you an opportunity to say thank you very much because Martin Hellier did such a good impression earlier that I think I'm going to go to him in order to sign us off tonight. So, Aidy, just very quickly say thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. <laughs> because you have been listening to Mr. Chairman. Football. Bloody hell.